Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy some teaching, healing, and prophetic ministry from one of our Encounter and Equip services. Anybody want to come up and share a testimony? Come on up, Mary. Hello, my name is Mary. Can you hear me? Um, this was first service. I, I'm, I stayed on live stream on first service because I was going to come to I'm an altar minute, uh, prayer here, so coming to second prayer. But I was watching on on live stream, and they were saying um, for prayer. Uh, I think it was lower back, and I've had a a sciatic. Uh, nerve for the past three weeks, just out of nowhere, and the it just hit me, and it was, it was past, it was a twenty. The pain was just dis- disabling, and I was like, why? So I went to the chiropractor, and the chiropractor said, well, he he can't talk, <clears throat> so he wrote it down, and he said, grandkids and airplane flights. I'm like, okay, true, true. So all right, so I. I said, but can you help me? He said, sure. So uh, long story short, all the way till this morning, it was a little, it was uh, 85. It was still a burn right here. And this morning, after prayer, it it left. There was absolutely no, no pain at all, no stinging, no burning. So... um, Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Any other testimonies? Okay. We always invite testimonies because, again, testimonies fill faith in the room, right? Like it's important that we give God credit and to thank him for everything he's done. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and ask our prophetic ministry team to go ahead and come on up. We like to take um, time. Excuse me, you guys. Um, I'm about to, uh, anyway, I'm not going to lose my voice, but it's scratchy. And so, (laughs) thank you, Lord. Yeah, see, I have to catch myself, too. Um, So our prophetic ministry team is here to to model um, healthy prophetic ministry, but we believe that every son and daughter can hear God, okay? You can hear God. You had to have heard him at least once to say yes to him, amen? So you can hear God, and you can um, know how to release prophetic words, but our protocols are really important. There's been um, some different streams do different things, and that's okay, but in our house, we always want to make sure that we edify, exhort, and give comfort when we release prophetic words. Sometimes they will um, we will release a corporate word, which we'll do today as well. But if you get a personal word, um, we just want to remember that we're our job is to release a word well. We, we receive revelation and then the interpretation of the word. We may have an understanding of some application, but really you're the one who's supposed to judge, test the word, make sure it's um, you know resonating with you. And then, uh, so the interpretation and then the application is really up to you. So that's very, very important. We encourage you to steward the words. They are recorded on the live stream as well. So if you do get a word, we encourage you to go get them. Listen to them again. Write them down. Put them in a prayer journal. Pray through them. It's important that we contend for those words. And I always have to define that word. Contending does not mean begging. We're not pleading, right? We're just persistent by faith, right? Coming into agreement with whatever has been said. So it's important to be able to do that. So we'll take some time to release some personal prophetic words, and then we'll release some corporate words this morning. Anybody want to start? Bob? Bob Long. <laughs> yeah. 
the moment I saw you, the Lord said that you've been contending for a new and stronger gifting as far as healing, miraculous healings, signs and wonders. And this next year, you are going to step into that in a new way as you carry it through. You're going to also minister to your sons and daughters the same way. And the same anointing that you're carrying is going to trickle down from the head to the toes. And so we just release that in Jesus' name. Matt, you want to add on to that? Yeah, I definitely uh, see that same thing. He mentioned in the earlier service that, that we shouldn't settle for a double helping. So I'm I'm prophesying over you a triple helping, a quadruple helping of all that God had in store for uh, you in the first place, that he would just open the storehouses of, of heaven over you and your ministry, and um, that all your spiritual sons and daughters would get that same trickle-down uh, anointing that you have, uh, and that the kingdom would be built on the, the um, foundation that you've set in Jesus' name. Bob, I just heard that you're going to need to keep track of the testimonies. Like there's going to be testimonies that are going to pour forth the fruit that's going to come from the season that you're stepping into. And I've been praying, whenever I pray for you, and I'm sure I've said this to you before, but if I haven't, here it is again. You carry a Caleb anointing. And so the Caleb, you know, at the end of his years, he's like, okay, I've served all these other people. Now I'm going after my mountain. And that wasn't a selfish thing. It was like, no, there was, there was a mountain that he was supposed to take and he was supposed to go after. And I really feel like that's the invitation of the Lord for you, that there is a mountain for you to take, that there is a hill that you're supposed to be able to pursue and it's something that you've been stewarding in your heart for a really long time, but I do believe that signs and wonders are going to start to follow you in a greater measure than what you've seen before, that your, that your, um, former, your uh, later years will be greater than your former years, and you're going to see the fruit. Oh, you're going to see the fruit of your labor come because it's harvest season now for you, right? And I know, and I'm not a farmer, but I, I always hear this phrase when I hear that for, for people that are entering into a greater season of harvest, that it's a bumper crop. It's a bumper crop, and a bumper crop is an overflowing, more fruit than I can count. But I do feel like the Lord's inviting you to count the testimonies, to begin to record the testimonies, to steward the testimonies. Kind of like what I just said about stewarding the prophetic word. I feel like there's testimonies to be stewarded. I know that you have some in past seasons, but I feel like there's some that are coming. And the Lord says, measure those, write them down, keep track of the testimonies, because you're going to get to a place where you're not going to be able to keep track of them anymore. And because the, the fruit is coming, the fruit is here, it's coming and it's being released to you in Jesus' name. I just have to add to that, too, because I heard when you walked in the room, I heard take a census. And so when he began to talk about that, David got in trouble for taking a census because it had to do with his ability, his capacity, and his mind and power. But the Lord's saying, if you're not ready to take a census, the testimonies will be lost. And so he's actually going to give you some strategies on how to be able to get those testimonies in. They're being sent to you. And take a census of it. Because the census wasn't just about counting a number. It was about the data that went with it. Who were they, age, gender, all the stuff that goes along with it. And I feel like that's going to be part of this This uh, census is going to allow you to be able to flip through the book of testimonies. When somebody comes up and he says, oh, God can't heal this. And you go, let, let, me, let me show you my census that I just took of this last week. Not just this last year. It's like there's going to be like this weekly thing that you're going to be able to say, here's the testimony. Here's the testimony. Um, I have one for the young gentleman in the plaid right there. Hey, sir. What's your name? Titus. Nice to meet you. 
Um, so when I saw you, I saw you as the lead star in a movie. Um, and so I felt like the Lord was saying that you're not a side character. You are actually the one that the movie's all about. Um, and that there's the destiny that he has for you, you are the main character. So I just want to push away any worries that like maybe you're not being seen or maybe you're not meant for something important because the truth is you are meant for something important. You do have a wonderful destiny and that you are actually the main character that everyone else leads and that you're the one who comes up with the plan and everyone else follows. So I just want to bless you with a wonderful heart, a leader's heart the one that loves and respects everyone, and the one that in the brain that has the knowledge and the wisdom of Christ. And I just thank you, uh, Titus, because you're going to be amazing. So I just bless you. Yeah, and Titus, I also heard there's been some people that um, you've hung out with that the Lord's kind of scooting aside because of the calling that he has on your life. He's bringing forward brothers for you. He's going to bring forth people that are going to carry you and walk with you and understand understand where you're walking and understand where your heart is and that you carry the heart of the Father. So the things that you've been experiencing of other people not really understanding you, that's because he's bringing special people because of who he's called you to be. So we thank you for that, Lord, right now. Yeah, and I also saw a leader. Um, you may not feel like a leader, but there's so many people that look to you for the right thing to do. Um, and uh, <clears throat> many times in your life, you're going to be the one in the crowd that goes, hold on a minute, let's take a look at this. Let's stop what we're doing and and reevaluate what's going on around us because something's not right here. And they're going to listen to you. So I, I pray that you have that strength of your voice. I pray that you have that boldness to speak out, to stop things that are going on around you that are just not right. And you know that. Okay, so the way I heard it was almost the way Erica heard it, right? Um, I heard that you were like a gamer, but you're not an NPC, Right? I, I hear, like, God wrote the script around you so that you can win. Right? So you're made to be victorious. You're made to win. You're set up to win, dude. Okay? And so you're not just a side character. You're, the script was written around you. Okay? So, um, um, this is for anybody who has glasses on. Um, and this is particularly, uh, what, it, what I want you to do is take off your glasses and look at the screw on your glasses, the screws that hold your glasses in. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> you don't have your glasses on, you can't see it. It's there. <laughs> By faith, it's there. And, and like what the, the point that God wanted me to point out, the screw on your glasses, because as much as we look at our glasses as a thing that helps us see and have vision, if it wasn't for that little screw, we wouldn't be able to have that on our face, right? If, you're, if the screw falls out of your glasses, the glasses don't stay on your face, and you can't see right, right? And so I think um, what God was telling me is as you're looking forward for vision for this next year, um, not to overlook the little things, the details. Um, and so those little things that hold the things in place, it's, it's not just the big grand vision things like that. God's wanting to point out the details to you of how how to get it done. So um, anyway, that's for people with glasses. 
Um, so my new word is for Byron. Um, and so I saw you playing with baby, baby, grandbaby. Um, and I just felt like the Lord wanted to let you know that you really are a good father. I know things have happened, but like the things that you always wanted to do will be fulfilled in your grandchildren. And so I just want to bless you knowing that he thinks of you as a good father and nothing else. And so I just want to bless you with that, Byron. Actually, uh, Pam, what's your name? Arlene, I, I saw you as a letter opener. And, and a letter opener, you know, just remember the, uh, used to be like a real intricate where you could cut open a letter, they'll open up an envelope. And it was a very intricate thing. And I felt like the Lord said that there's who you are is actually unlocks and opens God's letters to them. And I saw specifically love letters being pull, pulled out. And when people get around you, you make them feel loved, not just by you, but, but by God himself. And that uh, there's something about, there's a key about your hug. And there's a key about your smile that actually becomes like a letter opener. And I even see that he's going to open up your mind in new ways and connection points. It's okay. We recorded it, and we'll, we'll get it for you. So, so I bless you as a letter opener that unlocks the love letters of God to people around you through your smile and through your hug. And I see that he's also in that. He's actually increasing your mind. I see some healing even in the brain around where he's bringing, a, I think you see parts of your brain starting to light up in new and fresh ways, and he's bringing vitality to it in Jesus' name. Okay, so this is to anybody who's going to a New Year's Eve party tonight. Anybody going to a New Year's Eve party tonight? This is for y'all. Okay, I see the Lord, um, those of you who are going to a party tonight, um, he's putting a crown on your head. He's crowning you for the new year. And um, as you're going into the new year, I just wanted to um, say, see, it would look like a crown of thankfulness. Like he was, he was um, reminding you of all the good things he had done this last year. And as you're going into this year, he's crowning you with victory going into the next year because you're entering into it with gratitude. So I bless you guys that are celebrating. And if you aren't now, you'll want to celebrate. <laughs> Roy. I feel like um, it's been a, a chaotic year. Um, I feel like, and I don't, I really don't know, we haven't discussed it, but I feel like you've had a, a year of chaos and you haven't been able to understand what's, why all this craziness is going on. But I feel like um, what he's done this year is set you up for a year of peace like you've never known before. And that's what I release over you right now, that 2024 will be a, a year of peace and joy and love and uh, one of, of rest even in the midst of whatever he has you doing. You'll, you'll be able to find rest even in the midst of, of taking care of family or work or whatever it is. You're going to feel that peace and that rest in the middle of all of that. I add on to that. I kept hearing uh, Roy Rogers singing "Happy Trails to You." <laughs> I just felt like that's exactly it. It's like you get ready for happy trails. Like the the the, the path he's got you on is going to be an enjoyable thing. 
There's going to be sunshine. I feel like lights coming up, and I feel like what you're riding on, you're going to upgrade in your horse and your saddle. There's, there's an increased compassion. And I even see that there was, an in, there was a change that you had a peacemaker that was put, like a cult peacemaker. It's what won the West, right? That peace is going to win, and that's what's going to bring a happy trail before you. And so there's something about a six-shooter peace trail. I think he's going to show you in a dream about it. And you, sir, um, in the dark uh, shirt, um, I heard I have a seat reserved for you. I think he's taking you to a new level this year of recognition that you are seated in high places with him above all earthly dominion and the things that you battled in the second and first heavens. You are now going to recognize that you are seated with him and the things that have been so strongly distracting you are being set aside. They're at your feet. And we call in full full alignment right now in the name of Jesus. You have all authority. You have all dominion. You have everything inside of you. Anything that the the enemy has meant for evil, God is turning around for good right now. And the things that we are speaking to you are the now. You don't have to wait. Today is a day of redemption and freedom for you and your family. And we call that forth now. And from this point forward, this word will echo in your ears. And we thank you for it now, Lord. We release that over you now. I feel like there's been a lot of seeds planted that you didn't even know were planted. They, that people have been around you and and um, watching you, and you're going to see those seeds that have been long buried. Um, they were buried maybe a little too deep, or or I don't know, but they were they they're starting to come to fruition. They're starting to to blossom into fruit that you'll see in this season of your life. And I just bless you that um, the prodigals are coming home. The prodigals are coming home. Okay. All right, lovely in the black. What's your name? Debbie, awesome. Um, So when I saw you, I got a picture of Cindy Lou Who. And... I felt like the, and I was like, okay, so the Lord took me to, she's the one who fights for the lost, um, even when they don't want to be found. (laughs) And so I just want to declare over you, Debbie, that you are a fighter for people and for their hearts. And so I just want to bless extra anointing of strength and for others to come alongside you. So it's not just you fighting for people, but that there's a group of you fighting for people. And I just thank you. I feel like it's particularly in prayer as well. So I just thank you, Father. I just bless her. I just declare renewing. And, Lord, I declare new wisdom and tactics so that she's not having to work so hard, Lord, because you know you've already won their hearts. So we just thank you, Lord, that you're going to give her new wisdom, new tactics, new blueprints to help bring those people back into family, bring them back into life, back into society, and that actually the people you're going after are very important, like the Grinch was super important in that story. So I just thank you, Father, that she's going after all the ones that are going to influence everyone else. I thank you, and I praise her. 
I feel like this is true for you, Debbie, but I also feel like um, for anyone who actually feels called to intercession, if you actually, f if, if I say, hey, you're an intercessor, and you're like, yup, that's me, I want you to stand. Okay. Now, just so you know, every believer is an intercessor. <laughs> so just so you know. But specifically for the ones that, that, that you know this is something that you have agreed with, you've come into agreement with it, you know that it is a calling, you know that it is an assignment, if you will, not a burden, but a joy, a delight, an intercession. I just want to release over you that the Lord is taking you into a deeper season of intimacy and an intercession. You've already been there. You've already been in the secret place with him. You know what it's like to do um, war there. You know what it's like to travail but, you know, Benny uh, Johnson wrote a book called The Happy Intercessor, and I feel like th there's a happy intercession, a shifting of joy and delight that's coming so that you have eyes to see what the Father is saying. You know, he sits in heavenly places and he laughs, right? He laughs because he can see the solution. He can see beyond the problem to the solution. And I feel like the Lord actually is putting a pen in your hand. If you don't already journal and write prayers, I do feel like that when you're praying, the Lord is going to put a pen in your hand. I really feel like this is a practical prophetic exercise as well to begin to write the solution out that the Lord's going to give you words to pray and in those prayers he's going to actually have you write the words out and the declarations and the decrees of God so you actually are rewriting the story whatever it is that you're praying about the Lord's going to give you a pen in your hand and you're going to now write the answer the Lord's going to give you that prophetic word he's going to give you that word of intercession he's going to give you the answer to the solution so that you can come into agreement with what he is saying from the throne room. So Father, I just release that over each one right now, an increased level of hearing and understanding the solutions to the problems that they're praying about, Father, that they're going to write those solutions, to pray and to prophesy those solutions from your throne room, God, that you're releasing scrolls right now. I just see scrolls being released over you right now, that you are scribes unto the Lord because he's releasing these things from the throne room. Um, so whatever it is that you're praying about, the solutions of heaven are coming and you're going to write them down and begin to pray in agreement with them in a new and a fresh way with intentionality. And so I thank you, Father, that you're stretching their tent pegs to see bigger, to dream bigger, to pray bigger, to pray from your heart, Father, with joy. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Any other new ones? Sir, in the, uh, yes, you. Uh, when, when you walked in, I saw the um, symbol on your shirt, and I thought, super dad. Um, and, and that's how God sees you. God sees you as a wonderful father. He sees you as a man that provides for and protects his family really, really well. And he just wanted you to know that he's very proud of you, and he loves you very dearly. And I just, I just proclaim over you that... Um, all of your dreams for your children will come true in Jesus' name. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna pick you out afterwards. So since you got prophesied, I just I felt uh, the Lord is really pleased with you as a as a mom. And I kept hearing there's an old Beatles song, Eleanor Rigsby, and it's and it was it's almost kind of a depressing song. Which by that point, the Beatles' life they were doing weirder stuff. But um, it was talking about look at all the lonely people. Where do they all come from? And I and I felt like. Who you are as a, as a woman, as a mom, um, you make lonely people feel connected, and and then our, then it connected into Eleanor Roosevelt, which was the first lady, 
And, and I feel like there's this, there's this thing. She had a real social justice you know, heart on her to be able to feel people to be seen and known and things like that. And I really feel like th that there's an opening of a door because of how you mother and how you care for lonely people. He's actually going to begin to give you opportunities with first lady type um, authority uh, to make real shifts. You know, and a lot of people are like, who's in charge around here? And you're just, you're just going to walk in the room and there's an authority. The Lord trusts you with that, with that level of authority where, you know, here's what it looks like in the spirit. And I think it even is even tied to the intercession, too. Like, in your prayers, they're heard in heaven for your kids, but they're going to be heard for, I just feel like people surround you, all these lonely people, and, like, you're just, the, the Lord's going to hear the prayers that you make over them that's going to elevate them up to a place of, you know, uh, feeling loved and connected. Uh, bless you. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen. So I was going to release a word over you guys for 2024, but I already did it. In September, yeah, you guys can go sit down. I already did it at the end of September, um, but I, I'll just I'll highlight just a couple of pieces of that, and then I have something else to add. But and then I know Jay does too. Um, when we release corporate words, it's not just for this house; it's it's for the body of Christ. Okay, and so um, yes, everything in the Bible still is true. So every promise in Scripture is a prophetic word. Like you can still, uh, you know, people kind of get leery, I think, or weary, maybe even maybe a better word about prophetic words every single year at the turn of the year. But guess what? God is still talking. He's still doing some things, and there's things that He will highlight to us, right, to refresh and to get us focused on a season. And there's lots of different times and seasons. Seasons, like the sons of Issachar to know the times and seasons and it's important to be able to lean in on what God is saying right now is he still saying everything he wrote in scripture yes okay so all those things are still true but there's something about being highlighted certain messages certain things that he gives us and that's part of what we do when we give a corporate word is we're releasing something for the body to be able to again the same way we do with personal words to pray into it see what resonates with you partner with it in prayer right and then we look for the fruit okay we look for the fruit that's how we test it out so part of the word that I released over 2024, um, which is the, the Hebrew year started in September, it was um, 5784 is the year we're coming into with 2024. And I won't unpack all the details of that word. Again, it's at the last, the, uh, last Sunday of the month in September. I release that word. I'll repost it again if I need to. But, but that word was shifting from 2023 into 2024. 23 was about Psalm 23. The Lord wanted us to really encounter who he was as the shepherd, as the father, as the provider, that even if we walk in the valley of shadow of death, we don't have to feel evil because he's with us all the time, right? So it was a highlighted passage. I believe that Psalm 24 is the highlighted passage for 2024. Now, I will say, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I will say that that was given to me before I read everybody else talking about it and I love that it's confirmation so lots of other prophets are saying the same thing and when that happens it's a good thing okay that's a good thing because we know okay it's 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 being reverberated right so Psalm 24 is all about the king of glory coming in lift up your heads O you gates right and let the king of glory and so the word glory has been really highlighted Isaiah 22, 22 is a scripture that the Lord highlighted as well, specifically about we've been given the kingdom keys, right? They're the keys to open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. Why? Why is it the year of the open door? Because those, there's, there's words, meanings, and pictures for every Hebrew alphabet letter and number. And so when we look at 80s, the 5784, the 80s is pay, it's a mouth with a fire inside. So what you speak matters, right? And so this entire decade is going to be 
um, he told me the decade of the prophets, which mean not just the fivefold prophets, but but what we speak, what we prophesy, what we declare and decree is going to be really, really important. And what we say to really watch our tongues, which we know are really important, they speak life or death. Amen. But um, he also highlighted Revelation 3 and 4 because, again, it, it speaks to that. He's given us keys to open doors that no man can shut, to shut doors that no man can open. And so when I began to pray into that, that this was the year of the open door, what does that mean? Lift up your heads. Oh, you gates, you are the door that he walks through. You're the gate, right? So he said, lift up your heads, oh, you gates, so that the ancient one, the, the, the king of glory can come in. And then he began to highlight a particular dream he brought back to me that I hadn't actually thought about in years and I've never shared it publicly until September. But I'll just remind you, I, I didn't unpack the entire dream, but the piece of the dream that, um, that I felt like he wanted to release was that we've shifted into an, a new epic season and it's epic, E-P-O-C-H, like it's a complete tr uh, transformation. And, um, and in this season, uh, the picture that he, that he showed me in the dream, uh, he showed me a table with three giant books on it. The books were about four inches thick. And the first one was laid out open. I couldn't read anything in it, but it was partly open. And it was during that season when Lakeland Revival was taking place and all that. And I was asking the Lord, what is this? What's going on? Like, like, how, like what are you doing, right? Just asking as, as revival was breaking out. Like, because um, there were signs, miracles, healings taking place like we contended for this morning. Like, I would love for everyone who stands up to walk away healed, you know, in, in a meeting. I want the percentages to increase. I want, I want to see the fullness of all of that, right? The miracles signs and wonders. So when I was praying into that, uh, later is when the Lord gave me this dream. And I, I believe that what he was saying is we were in the middle of that um, particular first book. And here recently, he said, we just shut the door of the first book and we're entering into the second book. And the two other books were standing upright. And on the binder, it said second Pentecost. And then it said second coming and the third book. Now, I don't understand what that all means. I don't have a theology around all of that. I just know that when I understand second Pentecost is the sec is this book, that the second book I was shown. I'm not saying that these are all the books in, of time. You all understand that, right? So I have no idea times and seasons of the Lord. A, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. But all I know is that's where we were and where we are right now. The Lord is saying we're entering into that second book of second Pentecost, whatever that looks like. Now, to me... I'm going to go then to scripture and I'm going to look up the original Pentecost, like what happened then, right? And so we're supposed to be the rest of the book of Acts, right? So we're supposed to be walking all of that out and extending the kingdom. So I don't know what all that means, but I do know and feel in my spirit very strongly that we have shifted into a new season of that second Pentecost. And it has been prophesied and talked about that there is a revival coming that will not end, right? The kingdom is constantly advancing. It's always advancing with or without us. It is advancing, but he wants to do with us, okay? And so, but we are coming into a season. I absolutely believe that there's going to be a greater signs and wonders that we're going to see power and prophetic evangelism take root. Evangelism has been highlighted very specifically to me um, in this season that that is an important feature that is on the Father's heart, and we're going to start seeing those things um, manifest more and more. So there's more to that word. I won't share all the rest of that word. Again, I'll, I'll repost it on our website and stuff again, but um, Please go back and listen to that one and pray into that. But uh, as I was praying this morning, the Lord highlighted Romans 12 to me. Um, Romans 12, and I'm going to read it to you in the Passion Translation. Um, I believe you know, 12 is the divine um, judge, uh, the justice of God, right? It's the order of God, and there's something about order. And um, I highlighted um, 
I'll, I'll hide the titles as I read it as well, but uh, the title in the Passion Translation says The Transforming Power of the Gospel. I think the gospel has got to become central again. I think he's taking us back to the foundations, Christianity 101, prayer, right? Uh, the gifts of Holy Spirit, the kingdom message, right? Salvation, the gospel of salvation is just the door. It's not the fullness. The kingdom is the fullness. So we've got to come into a greater revelation and understanding of the kingdom gospel. But the gospel has got to become um, forefront again. The transforming power of the gospel. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total transformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Your proper role in the body of Christ. God has given me a grace to speak a warning about pride, and I would ask that each of you be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement, and then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function, and so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means we are all vitally joined to one another, with each contributing to the others. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. Transformed relationships. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor for one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him burning hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Speak blessing and not cursing over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as, as your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you're too important to serve others, but be willing to do the menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. 
Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. And if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness, for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience, and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Amen? Amen. That's so good. Um, just got a couple words, and then we're going to release release you guys. Uh, we one of our uh, gals from the first service uh, who gets a lot of prophetic dreams and stuff had a vision or a prophetic dream last night that I felt like I was supposed to release also at this service. And the the boiling it down, the context was this: is that with the Lord bringing a lot of new people into the kingdom, like there's people are getting saved. And there's a lot of excitement that's around the people who are getting born again for the first time. And there's gifts and a shower. And it's very much like the prodigal son story where the son comes back and there's a party and there's excitement. And there's like, yay. And then there's the older brother. And, and uh, what the older brother was struggling with was this thought, is the room at the table for me. If the new one's coming in, the new one's being celebrated, am I being celebrated? And the Lord just wants to tell everybody, if you've been born again for a while, there's room at the table. There's a seat at the table. The Lord celebrates you as much as he celebrates the brand new one coming into the kingdom. And in fact, it's going to be really important for us to be able to learn how to celebrate what God's doing in other people's life without having the orphan thought. That means, therefore, it came at the cost of me. And there's more than enough rooms in the Father's house. There's more than enough seats at the table. And there's more than enough provision for what God has for you. And I think that's going to be really important for us coming into this new season. And so um, there was a word that was released back, uh, is actually right after Hurricane Harvey uh, came through, I don't know whether 2019 or something like that. Um, and Lana Vosser, who's a, who's an Australian prophet, released this word, and I felt like this morning the Lord says, "Bring that word back out and say, I, make a declaration over the 2024 what He's doing." So I'm just going to read this over us right now, and it's specifically talking about Texas, and that's why, I like what Cindy said, it's not a corporate word; it's not just for the local body. It's about what God's doing in the body of Christ. It says, "As I've been sitting here with the Lord." And praying for Texas in the devastating situation with Hurricane Harvey, I heard the words uh, from the Lord say, the tide is turning in Texas. I believe this is a decree of the Lord over the major breakthrough that has been happening and will continue to increase over Texas as the outpouring of His Spirit continues. As I continued to sit with our Lord, I heard these words, Texas, I'm coming in, and I'm coming in in a way I've never come in before. I'm coming in a way you've never seen before. I'm coming I'm coming in a new way to make make sure there's new ways for the Lord to be the, to be made known. The tide is turning in Texas. The way it's been will no longer be that way. This is a new day upon you, Texas. There's a new day upon you, Texas, and I am with you, and I'm holding you, and I'm releasing the manifestation of the new day of destiny written in the scrolls of heaven over you, Texas. As the storm has come to devastate, I'm coming to activate to activate a greater tipping point, a breakthrough upon you, Texas, a whole new level of signs, wonders, and miracles as I show up. I'm fighting for you, Texas. I'm standing with you, my people, as you decree. What the enemy has sent against you, I will turn. Where the enemy has come to devastate, I'm coming to add to you. There's a battle in the heavenlies happening over Texas right now, but I have released my angels of recompense. Prepare for visitation. Prepare for visitation, for I am coming. I am coming, and I'm coming as the King of glory. You will see my glory like you've never seen before, my people. Lift up your eyes and command the storm to pass. 
Command the storm to turn, for the enemy's attempts will be turned over on their head, and you will see me come. You will see me come, your king of glory. Your greatest days of visitation are upon you, my children. Your greatest days of outpouring are upon you and have begun and is about to increase in a way you've never seen. I'm going to show up unexpectedly in your midst, and you will be left in awe. The enemy has come to bring terror and fear, but I'm coming to restore awe. I'm coming to reveal my goodness, my nature in a way you've never seen. The train of my robe will fill Texas. My glory is coming in unprecedented ways. It's a new day, no longer moving with the old. The guards are shifting. The positions are changing. The making room for the new thing I am doing is happening. I'm coming fiercely and furiously with my fire, and you will see my holiness like you've never seen before, my people. Unprecedented encounters with me. Glory, holiness will be seen among you, leaving out, crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The ground the enemies occupied in Texas has been uprooted. I then saw a tidal wave of his Holy Spirit, not referring to the hurricane or the flood, but in the Spirit, come in flowing with such peace and strength through Texas, and a deep uprooting will take place. The Lord was going into the hidden places in Texas, and he was uprooting the roots and legal grounds that the enemy has had in Texas. Then I heard these words. The ground the enemy has occupied in Texas has been uprooted. I've come in response to the cries of, my inter- of the intercession of my people, and I'm uprooting strongholds and a whole new move of my spirits about to be released in Texas. The areas where the enemy has rejoiced over the land taken, now his days of greatest mourning are upon him as he's reminded of his defeat as he's reminded of his position, which is under the feet of my people. And now my people will rejoice, and a whole new level of praise will rise up from the wilderness, streams in the desert, a whole new area of breakthrough in the areas that have been held by the enemy. The suddenly is turned, handed, uh, and handed my people to be extended my kingdom in greater ways. I saw the enemy and other demonic figures dancing around what looked like an idol, and it reminded me of Baal. As they danced around it and rejoiced at this idol that they had built in Texas, I saw lightning fall from heaven and suddenly strike this idol. And it not only tumbled to the ground, but it was completely destroyed into dust. Then I saw this, a huge fountain appear in its place. And I heard the Lord say, the idol of religion is coming down. I'm striking down religion, which is only man's attempt. I'm striking down the spirit of religion, which has said it's uh, had its greatest hold, I'm raising up fountains of life and my living water where many will come to drink of my salvation and revelation from all over the world. The very areas where the spirit of religion has had its strongest hold, I'm breaking it and I'm removing it. And those places shall be known as wells of my spirit and revelation to be key in the outpouring. I'm releasing. Get ready, Texas. Get ready. I'm coming in a way that's unexpected. I'm coming in a way that's been completely new and the train of my robe is going to cover Texas as I step in as the king of glory and my holiness restored in Texas like never before. So I would just say we, we, we need to get into a place of understanding what God has said in Scripture is true and he's going to fulfill it. Not one single dot, not one single A, not one sing, single significant word in the Bible will remain unfulfilled. And the Lord is going to do it in greater ways than we have ever seen. What was required of us is positioning our hearts in the place of awe, and wonder. We must come to the place where we were made amazed. 
Many times throughout the New Testament, especially the people were amazed. They were saying, oh, the people were greatly amazed. And I think what ends up happening a lot of times in, in a stream of people who believe that God heals and he does miracles is sometimes we downplay it and we go, yeah, of course, that's what God does. Yeah, I knew he was going to do that. Instead of remaining amazed, we have to remain like children, little childlike wonder. I mean, you know little kids who can talk. They, they get amazed at anything, like, wow, you know, like the most mundane thing. And they just whoa. I think we need to return back to that place that's not childish. That's childlikeness that needs to return to the body of Christ. So the final word I'm going to release to you, and, and I wore my Oral Roberts uh, T-shirt, not just because my oldest daughter goes to Oral Roberts, but I felt like the Lord says there was a prophetic word specifically, and if y'all don't know who Oral Roberts was, he was, he was one of the greatest healing revivalists, and, and God used him to restore supernatural signs, miracles, and wonders to the gospel of reconciliation, and, and, and specifically um, the, the sharing of the gospel and evangelism. And in that time frame, it, it reverberated on the world. And what I heard the Lord say is this, is I'm releasing a new set of Oral Roberts in the planet. And, and, and it's in these places, they're, they're going to carry an anointing like Oral, Ro- Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts, but it's going to be greater than what Oral actually carried. In fact, I heard it was actually triple of what Oral Roberts actually walked in. I said, Lord, triple, don't we ask for a double portion of anointing? He goes, yeah, you settle too often for double. And I want to do a lot more than just double. Uh, there's something that's going to happen in this. And the, 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 the Oral Roberts of today are going to look different than what Oral did. Oral re- restored something to the body of Christ. We're called to take it and move it to a whole new level. There was one man named Oral Roberts, but it's called the saints for the work of ministry. And I believe he wants to release into everyone who calls upon Jesus as Lord and Savior, realizing you're called to walk in that same miracle working power and that there's evangelism that's going to fall. It's not going to be, let's bring everybody to the church to get them saved. It's going to be a deployment of the church so that everybody can be saved. You understand the difference, right? Yes, bring in the church because they're going to need family. They're going to need to be discipled. They're going to need to help to walk in it and grow up in maturity. But this is about the ones who have actually grown up to actually go out there and speak it out. So if you all just stand up with me, I just want to pray over you. And, Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for 2023. We just celebrate it. We celebrate everything you did, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We celebrate it all because even in the bad and the ugly, Lord God, you take all those things and you use it for our good. And so we just celebrate, Lord, what you're doing, and we celebrate this coming new season, Lord God. We just step into this place, and I make a declaration of not just Legacy Church but the kingdom movement in this region, and I declare the Oral Roberts have arised, the new generation of Oral Roberts, and there's a triple anointing for greater things. Whatever is abundantly greater than we can ask, think, or imagine. Lord Jesus, would you just release us? Would you stretch us to step into the healing revival? But Lord God, even greater than healing, Lord God, is your name being made glorious in the nations. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, specifically in our families, but then into the state, and in the nations. We declare this in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.